All right, moving on to our next scene. We have bumped the chaos rank back to a five. And I think I want to do two things, and I feel like I can condense them into two scenes because one's just going to be feeding. I can gloss over that. Basically, Paige has put together, oh, I don't have fangs, uh, and feeding with a scalpel is very inefficient, so we're going to go get some blood bags. Uh, so we're going to do a roll together blood bags, then move on to a scene uh, where Paige is putting out feelers uh, looking for any information on who his sire could have been. We're all going to condense that into one scene because the hunting will literally just be run one roll. Unless something goes horrifically wrong, in which case two scenes. Speaking of something going horrifically wrong, our chaos roll against rank of five, that's a seven. So, everything goes relatively fine. Paige uh, heads to the hospital and is going to try and sneak in and get some blood bags. I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say difficulty three to break into the hospital. It's going to be a dexterity stealth check at a difficulty of three. And I am not doing well on hunger. So, let's go ahead, make a roll. Uh, hey, one, two, three, four. So, uh, I match the DC, so I get one blood bag, uh, or one hunger's worth of blood bags, and I beat it by one, so I get two. So, I have two blood bags. Paige will probably instantly down them, finally dropping his hunger back to one. Uh, and as soon as he's feeling a little more quenched and satisfied gonna make a rouse check uh i succeeded uh he feels uh the kind of twinge in his ankle fade away uh because i roused to heal my superficial damage so page is well fed uh probably not as much as he'd like to be but it's gonna have to get used to that uh and he is going to try and again put out some feelers do some research into his sire this is going to be a very high difficulty roll. Uh, it's going to be streetwise. Um, between charisma and wits, I might be biased towards wits because that's my highest stat. Uh, so it's going to be something streetwise plus one for my influence in the occult. So and it's going to be a DC of five because I don't know much about vampire society in this setting. But I imagine finding out who a vampire was, especially after they're dead, is difficult. Obviously, if I, depending on my successes, I might not fully succeed. I might just get some kind of lead. But the DC to, like, immediately find out who the guy is, I'm actually going to bump that to a six. So, let's do... I would let one of my players do wits streetwise. So, it's going to be four die for wits, three for streetwise. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, I, li I like the big dice. I like the big dice pool. Come on. Uh, oh, that is really good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, all right. So... Uh, we do get a, I'm not going to say we instantly find out who our sire is, because that's boring, but we get a very good 
lead. We get uh like a name, a physical description, a place that person might have hung out, one of those things. What do we get? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna roll D3. Uh one to a two is a name. Three four is a no. I'm gonna roll a D6. Uh even is a name. Odd is a location that they hung out at. Because a physical description doesn't give us as much to go off of. That's a four. So we have a name. What is the name of our sire? Or at least the name that we are given to, like, go off of. Axel Trottier. Oh boy, Axel Trottier. My sire. I'm just gonna add him to the character list as my sire. Uh, so we have the name Alex Trottier. Uh, and I think with a net of one success, we learn kind of who, at least in the public eye and in kind of the records, Alex Trottier was. Who was this guy? Again, in the public eye. A skilled preacher whose motivation is to offend pleasure. Uh, how old are the records of Alex Trottier? Uh, would it be feasible that he is still alive today? If that makes any sense. So, is he a super, like, young vampire, I guess? I'm gonna say 50-50. No. Alright, so he's around Ancilla. So, doing some research into, like, vampire sightings uh in the city uh vox noctis does uncover the stories of axel trottier a uh a priest uh from france who came to america fleeing the uh tumult of the french revolution uh and preached a very ascetic Give up your worldly possessions. Uh, live in solitude with only your bare necessities and God to guide you. Sort of lifestyle. Uh, he was not very popular. Uh, and the vampire thing is believed by most historians to just be a, a nasty rumor started by uh, people who disagreed with his beliefs. But it is a place to start. So... I'm going to check off one tick for who was our sire. This is going to be a big mystery. So, once I get six ticks on who was our sire, uh, we will have reached the end of this mystery. So, we have the name Axel Trottier. Uh, and... Now what do we do? We have a name. We have a reputation as a preacher. I think, hmm, again, it's only, it's not much of a lead. I'm going to put my supposed sire in my notes, because there might be a horrible plot twist where it turns out it was a dead end, but for now, we're going to assume it's true, because I did get a good amount of successes. Uh, so, God, what is the next step here? We have a name, uh, from, like, the, uh, 
early, from like the late 18th century. He was French. I think... I really don't know what to do here. So what I think I'm going to do is after uh, Paige kind of gathers all this info, he's like, uh, all right, thank you so much for your help. You guys really came through for me on this. I, I guess we could call it a night. Uh, I'll meet you all back here tomorrow night, see what I can turn up on my own. Thanks. And Paige dismisses Vox Noctis and is going to return to his apartment. And first of all, I'm going to bump the cast rank down to a four because that was a pretty tame opener. But also, I'm not really sure what to do next. <laughs> so I'm just going to roll to randomly generate a scene as if I'd rolled an interrupt on the chaos roll. Focus. Introduce a new NPC. Ooh, buddy. Uh, how do we meet this NPC? Abandon good. Ah, oh, no. Uh, who is this NPC? Let's roll with Uni. A righteous schemer whose motivation is to hinder slavery. Oh, boy. So... Paige is walking home to the apartment. It's not like middle of the night, like midnight, but as in, uh, he probably still has a good chunk of uh, moonlight to act. And as he is walking away from the apartment, uh, where does he meet this strange figure? At a morgue. Ooh, I'm gonna tweak it a little bit to say he meets this figure walking past a cemetery. And lastly, what do they look like? Ruthlessly juvenile. Okay, so Paige is walking, uh, kind of, you know, with his flair for the dramatic, uh, walks past a cemetery, uh, just kind of looking through at the headstones, feeling kind of, for the first time, coming to terms with his immortality, because I don't think Paige was ever a very introspective person. He never thought about his own death, and now he, ideally, never will have to think about his death. And as he's talking, uh, hears from behind him, almost jumps out of his shoes. Yeah, it kind of messes with your mind, doesn't it? He jumps, turns around, uh, immediately kind of assumes a finding stance. Uh, and sees, uh, a, what, what's their gender? An androgynous looking, uh, beef, beefy, huge, an androgynous looking kind of scrawny, like punk, like not the cool kind of punk, like a dirty punk, uh, leather jacket that's way too big for them, uh, Old shirt for a band they've never listened to. Uh, really, a probably culturally appropriate haircut dyed a really bad shade. Uh, sitting there with an unlit cigarette hanging out of their mouth. He says, Hey, geez, calm down, Lick. Ain't here to hurt you. You, uh, you think you're the only vampire who likes dramatic walks through cemeteries? Paige blinks and just says, 
How do you know I'm a vampire? You're dressed in all black. Besides, you got the, uh... Taps part of their own neck. Paige re- reaches up and still feels those two holes. A pull tries to pull their shirt up over the holes a little bit and says, It's only my second night, alright? Cut me some slack. I understand. We all been in your place before. Newly created, just waltzing around, trying to spread the good word of undead. You've been opening your mouth to a lot of people. To a lot of people who don't need to hear about us. You've been opening your to a lot of very vulnerable people. People who would probably be better off if you never spoke to them. If they never knew about this whole seedy other world. Just out of the corner of their eye. Paige looks at this vampire and just says, Are you threatening me? Is he? Are they? I'm gonna say... Somewhat likely, since they are scheming. Paige looks at this vampire and just says, Look, what do you want? What do you want? I... Look, I may have never met another vampire in my life, but I've read enough Anne Rice to know that you things don't interact with people without some kind of ulterior motive, so what do you want? The vampire kind of flicks out the unlit cigarette and says, You people, what, do you think you're some kind of outsider? Nah. You died that night. That makes you one of you people, all right? As for what I want, the uh, vampire steps forward, and it's then Paige sees how tall they are. Like, they're not an intimidating presence, but they are tall. And they are relying on their height for intimidation. And the vampire gets close to Paige and says, You've been mouthing off. You've been mouthing off the mortal's spell. That's a big no-no. So, you want my advice? Either you. So you want my advice? Fake your death. Maybe do some insurance fraud to get a little money out of it. And just hope and pray that you don't uh, traumatize them too bad. Paige looks up and just says, I'm, They're my friends. I'm not going to leave them behind. Paige looks up at this guy and just goes, I, I'm not going to do... Uh, first of all, I'm not going to commit tax fraud. I already have enough people out there looking for me as it is. And second of all, these people are my friends. I trust them. A lot more than I trust some stranger I met in a cemetery. The vampire gives out like a laugh, but just like a bark, completely without humor. Just says, yeah, right now they're your friends. But soon the centuries are going to weigh on you. They're going to start warping you. You're going to see them as pawns on a board. People to be exploded. People to be ex- Cogs in a machine. You already got them out running doing favors for you. Poking their nose where they probably shouldn't be. And they could get hurt. Alright? Only reason one of them's not coursing through my veins right now is because I'm merciful to the new kids. Alright? So, leave them out of this. And 
get out of their life. All right? It'll be better in the long run. Paige looks at this guy and just says, Paige looks at this person, thinks for a moment. Obviously, he's not just going to abandon his friends like that. But also, this guy might be his first in into vampire society. So Paige is going to say, fine, all right, I'll become a, a hermit, all right? I'll live in my crappy, far too expensive Castlevania or whatever, all right? But, look, I'll do it, but I need help, all right? I don't know how to live like this. Can you help me? I'm going to make a... Uh, manipulation subterfuge roll. It's not gonna be great. It's gonna be a DC of four, and I have two dice. So I need to crit. Boop. Oh, I got two successes. Uh, I think I'm gonna give myself something, because I'd give a player something. That That's really my uh, philosophy when deciding how fair is fair. What would I do as a GM? So, this uh, vampire squints and just says, Well, first thing you gotta know is tribute. Because these streets, they're not your streets. They're not even my streets. The big man owns these streets. And you want to set foot on them? More importantly, you want to feed on them? You gotta get his permission. Alright? So, uh... Why don't I take you to meet the big man himself? What do you say? Paige thinks, realizes he has literally no other choice, and just says, All right, sure, take me to the the big man. All right, sounds good. Great, let's get moving. Does this guy have a vehicle of any sort? I'm going to say somewhat likely, maybe? He seems young. Yes, but. <laughs> so, uh, this vampire turns uh, to head out of the cemetery, gestures to a motorcycle, and says, I, uh, I don't have a passenger saddle, so, uh, I don't know if vampires blister, but I guess we're about to find out. This guy... What were we talking about? The vampire nods, gives a very serious look, suddenly very all business, ever since Paige's friends came up and just says, Right, follow me. And we'll lead Paige to meet the Baron. How long have I been going? Only 15 minutes. Okay. Moving on to the next scene, I'm going to bump the chaos rank up to a 5, because that was... Paige is definitely not in control here. Also, I do not have a name for this person yet, so I'm just going to call them the Enforcer in my notes. The Baron's Top Enforcer. Because that makes sense with what I rolled on Uni. So, uh, for now, they're just called the Enforcer. I'm going to make our chaos roll on our way to meet with the Baron. Let's hope nothing bad happens. It's against the chaos rank of five. 
two. Oh no, the scene's interrupted. Ah oh, boy, so what happens when we're walking with the enforcer? PC negative. Also, something bad personally happens to Paige. Uh, recruit vehicle. So, I think as Paige and, uh, the Enforcer are walking along, uh, a, a police car pulls up, just gives a whoop on the sirens. Uh, Paige and the Enforcer turn around. Uh, what's the Enforcer's, uh, attitude during this scene? Uh, their demeanor. Mysterious. Oh, boy. The Enforcer just turns around completely stone-faced and unreadable. Uh, the uh, officer rolls down his window, pulls up, and says, Uh, you two all right? It's pretty late. Uh, Paige looks at the Enforcer. The Enforcer just shrugs and says, Your move. <laughs> or, Enforcer just shrugs and gives a gesture like, I know, your move. <laughs> so Paige looks at the cop and just says, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're fine. We just headed back to my apartment, had some, had some, uh, late night studies, you know, college, am I right? Uh, we're gonna do a charisma, uh, subterfuge roll, DC of two, cause it's just some dude. Boop. Oh, that's a messy critical. Oh, I rolled a one on my hunger die. No successes. I'm willpowering. I'm willpowering. I'm not. I'm not killing a man on this night. I'm not killing a man on this night. Come on. Give me... I got one... Oh, no, but that's still not enough. I'm messing critical. Oh, no. Uh, so, Paige, uh, says that. Uh, and I think... Uh, not a tone of anger like you would expect, uh, from the Beast, but a more tone of... Uh, desperation uh, slips into and the officer looks at Paige something with a look of concern and looks at the enforcer and just says uh well it's pretty dangerous out on the road for pedestrians at this time and I do just wanna wanna ride and it's very clear that he thinks there's something up with Paige and the Enforcer. Uh, Paige uh, says, it's fine, alright? I, I just, I just want to go home, and I want to sleep, and I want to, I just want to go home, okay? And the officer goes to be like, alright, alright, I, and looks at Paige and says, I'm sorry, do I know you from somewhere? And almost instantly, Paige's bestial instincts kick in. Uh, he's going to try and slink away. He's just going to try and book it. Uh, it's going to be uh, dexterity athletics. Uh, I got three die. It's a DC of three because this dude's in a car. Oh, come on. Okay, I got one success on my hunger die. I just need two more successes. On my normal die. Willpower, come on. Ah, come on. So Paige tries to run. Uh, the uh, lights come on. The sirens come on. This guy has recognized Paige. Uh, from the whole 
morgue incident. So uh, the guy goes to talk into his uh, radio to let people know he's found that probably murderer, maybe a cannibal fugitive everyone's talking about. And as he goes to do that, the enforcer does something from the combat action table in Lodestar. The Enforcer, 66. He executes... They execute Order 66. Leverage the advantage of a weapon or ability. So the Enforcer looks at this happening. Page goes to run. Uh, gets, like, a foot uh, stuck on a cracking concrete. Almost trips, but just falls to his knees. So almost immediately at a disadvantage. And uh, the Enforcer just turns snarls as the officer goes to a video for backup uh the enforcer's eyes behind their sunglasses glow kind of a shade of red and with the power of potence the enforcer reaches through grabs the officer's hand with the radio in it and starts crushing it and the officer ah uh how much damage does this uh person do i'm gonna say i said they were dc of four so, yeah, does four uh, superficial damage to this officer, nearly causing the officer to pass out from the pain. And what does Paige do? Paige uh, sees this and just yells, No, just run, please! Uh, and is going to try and convince the enforcer to just run. Paige doesn't want to fight cops right now. Paige is, Paige is very tired. Uh, it's going to be a DC of four uh, to convince the guy to run. To just run and i only have three die i am bad at this game Boop. zero successes no zeros so the enforcer doesn't even hear just keeps crushing this guy's hand uh and uh the guy fully passes out from pain on another round he takes four superficial damage which bleeds over and aggravated i'm assuming he has five health like a normal dude like crushing the guy's hand, and once the guy's passed out, uh, the enforcer rips the radio out of the car, and fully one of the guy's fingers comes clean off his hand. It is nasty. With the force, no human should be able to manage. The enforcer just pulls the whole radio out of the car, uh, smashes the sirens in for good measures, or the lights in for good measure, uh, and turns to Paige and says, Well, it looks like you're popular around here. Please don't be starky with me. Can we just run, please? And uh, I think I'm just going to make a quick. I'm going to do wits stealth uh, to see how well these two can remain hidden until the pressure from police lies down. I'm going to say it's DC three. Uh, Let me get on my dice. Do do do. Grabbing all my dice. Do do do. Grabbing all my dice. Dude, grabbing all my dice to make the sexy roll. Bah. Oh, dope. One, two, three, four, five. So, yeah. Uh, they only have to hide for like 10 minutes. Uh, the enforcer is just like, Oh, you, uh, not an athletic kid, are you? I am 25, and you just ripped a man's finger clean off the bone. Well, I'm a uh, hundred twenty. Well, I'm a hundred and six, and yes, I did. Any other obvious statements you want to make, pal? No, just shut up until they go away. 
And after a couple minutes, eventually the pressure dies down. Uh, they find the cop, sands one finger, and probably take him to the hospital. And Paige <sighs> breathes out a sigh and just says, Maybe we should stick to the alleyways. And after that, gonna pump the chaos rank up to a six, cause good lord, gonna skip the chaos roll like I do after all interrupt scenes. Uh, and we are going to finally, finally meet the Baron. Let's go ahead and roll. Where are we meeting the Baron at? What is the place? It is a mobile base. What kind of mobile base? A hopelessly poor mobile base. Oh, boy. So, oh, no. Maybe this guy isn't the Baron. Maybe he just runs, like, the block that Paige generally lives on. So, uh, Paige and the Enforcer uh, eventually find a rundown... Uh, blackout curtains, probably not even blackout curtains, genuinely boarded up from the inside on the windows, RV. And Paige probably can't hide how unimpressed he is. And the Enforcer, whose demeanor is, again, mysterious, just a very stoic type, uh, looks to Paige and says, Alright, let's go meet the man. Uh, the Enforcer walks up to the front door, Knocks in a very specific pattern. Uh, and is the door answered? I'm gonna say it's likely. Yes. Alright, so the door is answered. And who steps out? A sinful villain whose motivation is to publicize science. Ooh. Ooh. And they are innocently warlike. Oh, boy. Oh, this is gonna be a fun character. So... The door to the RV opens, and Paige sees, standing in the RV, a sort of college-age, uh, basically the evil dimension version of a hippie. Like, loose, black hair, big kind of Jesus-y beard, uh, arms all with like, like, all the lower arm is just like wrist and armbands. Painted nails, like rings, uh, one of those big, like, I don't know what the term is. I think, not shawl. It's not shawl, is it? Big, like, red shawl uh, over his shoulders, uh, reading glasses on, uh, looks at Paige, looks at the Enforcer, and just looks down at Paige, looks at the Enforcer, just says, what caught a stray you brought him a door this time? The Enforcer gives a bow, which is very strange to see with these two kind of figures, and just says, Found the new blood. Wanted them in the streets. Wanted to make sure I understood the laws before it did anything stupid. All right. Bring him in, then. You are... Uh... Right. Bring him in, then. Let's get them all caught Right, the vampire. Right, the baron removes their reading glasses, folds them up, uh, sticks them like hanging on the neck of their shirt, and just says, 
Right, you might as well come inside. Let's make sure you're acquainted with all the rules so I don't have to put you in an urn. Right, let's get you in. Let's get you inside. Get you all acquainted with the rules and deal with the matter of tribute. Before Paige can answer, he is ushered inside by the enforcer. This. The inside of the RV. You you can barely see any of it from the outside. Again, boarded up windows. But it is... It's a mess. Like, there's a dirty, stained mattress in the back. And all, like, the fridge, the tables... All of it's basically been taken out. Taking All of it's basically been taken out. There are, like, scribblings and, like, entire... Almost, like, novels pinned on the wall... Books open all over the place. Uh, strange symbols etched, like literally carved into the floor and walls. This is the domain of a Tremere. The Baron is a Tremere. And given what I'm thinking Paige's clan was supposed to be... Yikes. What is this guy's name? What's the Baron's name? The Baron uh, sits uh, cross-legged on the floor. The Enforcer uh, gestures for Paige to do the same, so Paige does. Sits cross-legged and just says, Uh, hi. Hello to yourself. What's your name, your clan, and your age? Uh, my name is Paige Renfield. I, I've been a vampire for two nights now, and I don't know what a clan is. Uh, the, your, your friend here was the only other vampire I've ever met. My, uh, creator kind of went AWOL. Very deliberately trying to hide the fact that his sire was killed. Just to be safe. The Baron, what is the Baron's demeanor? Friendly. Oh, that's nice. Uh, the Baron says, Right, well, it's not too uncommon to get, uh, caitiff like yourself, those who are uneducated in the matters of their clan. Well, let me give you a little introduction. I am Reuben West. I've been a vampire for a tedious amount of time, and I'm of the clan Tremere. The lovely fellow who escorted you to my estate is Marley Scott. They are approaching. They are approaching their. They are approaching their second century, and are of the clan Bruja. Page nods, looks between uh, Reuben and Marley, and just says. I don't know if I was supposed to understand what those words mean, but I, I appreciate you trying, uh, Baron, sir. Tries to bow from, like, a cross-legged position. The Baron says, Oh, I'm sure you'll learn in time. A shame your sire went missing. Now, as I send to, uh, as I send to Marley, there is the matter of tribute. 
You see, it takes a village to rave. You see, it takes a village to run a domain efficiently and quietly. And we need everyone in this domain to have a job and to work at it tirelessly so that we are not routed by our enemies. I'm curious. What can you offer to me? How can you improve this community for all of our kindred? Paige thinks for a moment. Well, I, uh, I, I know the hospitals inside and out at this point. I can become a blood dealer for vampires who need bagged blood. Which, by the way, how do vampires, like, drink from people without fangs? Because I haven't really worked that out yet. Do they come in later? Uh, what is the reaction uh, to Paige dropping that he's a thin blood? Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, the relationship is neutral. So, how is the reaction? Neutral. Uh, so, okay, thin bloods aren't kill on sight, is this city. So, characters aren't kill on sight in this dom- So, thin bloods aren't kill on sight in this domain, which is good for Paige. Uh, but they're not, like- uh, blood. They're basically just treated like any other clan. So, so Ruben kind of looks more annoyed than any. Ruben just looks kind of more annoyed than anything and just says, Ah, uh, boy. Right, I uh, know most vampires do have their fangs. You just got the, uh, uh, short end of the stick. What's called a thin blood, you're not, uh, to put it bluntly, you're not a real vampire, you know? You, uh, you can't heal like we do. Uh, you can't drink like we do. But, I heard it's not all bad. You can, you know, go out in the sun sometimes. Heard you can get pregnant if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not. Or, I've heard some of you can even try and become human again. I'd love to talk to one of those types. But if you prefer the full vampire experience, prove yourself and uh, we can see about getting you an upgrade. So, I'll... Okay, thank you. Um, so... For tribute, the blood dealer thing, do you want, like, bags of blood? Do I need to set up, like, a lemonade stand to sell them? What do you need? Would a, would someone who can just, like, sell bagged blood uh, without people having to break into a hospital, well, without people other than Paige having to break into the hospital, would that be helpful to this domain? I'm gonna say, you know what, I'm not gonna leave it up to the, uh, uh, fates. I'm gonna leave it up to the other fates. I'm gonna make a die roll. I'm gonna say... I'm going to do Charisma Streetwise, because I think this is Paige doing his best to make himself sound useful, because he is very scared of these vampires. Boop. 
one, two, three, four. That feels like enough. I do think he'll have to prove that he can hold up his end of the bargain and that it's not empty words. But it is a position that needs to be filled. That is good. So Ruben says, Yeah, we got use for someone like that. Long as they work efficiently and properly. If humans start noticing that 100 blood banks a night go missing from the bank, then the hunters are going to be on us like wildfire. Uh, so what I need is some kind of proof. Proof that you can get the blood bags efficiently and proof that you can sell them discreetly. All right? Now, I know someone who's looking to uh, get that sort of thing, you know? Poor bugger's just... Poor bugger just... Poor bugger just can't cope with having to latch on to people like that. So, uh, bag blood, it is for him, mostly. Bad news is, he's, uh, all left feet. Can't, uh, move quietly across the room to save his life. So, here's what we'll do. You get the blood, quietly. Then, you try and get his attention, discreetly. All right? Then, once you got the product, try and get his attention, huh? Try and, uh, reach out to him. Let him know that someone's selling blood without exposing us to the whole black market. If you can sell him the blood without us hearing about it, you'll... He thinks for a moment and says... We'll introduce you to the rest of the coterie. How's that We'll introduce you to the rest of the coven. How's that sound? Paige thinks and just says, Alright, yeah, sounds complicated. You got like a deadline or any leads on this two left feet person? I'm gonna say it's likely that Ruben is gonna give us some help. Like, just who are we trying to contact so we know what avenues to go through? Uh, so who is this person? I kinda just uh, gave them some personality off the top of my head, but you do that sometimes. Uh, a righteous outcast fits with not wanting to feed on humans. What clan are they? We'll decide on their clan later. What is their name? Lane Patterson. Ruben's name's Lane Patterson. He, uh... Don't get outside much. Don't really talk to people like us unless it's for business. So, you don't really talk to people like us. You don't really talk to people like us uh, unless it's for business. He's, uh... He's a half-decent pair of eyes. He's a half-decent pair of eyes, though, so... He's a half-decent pair of eyes in the underworld, though. 
He's a half-decent pair of eyes in the criminal underworld now. Might be a good place to start. But it's all the help you're getting from me, kid. So, uh, come back in two nights' time and we'll see if you're up to the task. Sound good? Paige just nods and says, uh, thanks. Anne is going to leave. Uh, and as Paige is given his first assignment, he's only met two vampires so far, and he's already being bossed around. So he just sighs, and is going to, again, taking the back alleys, and is, and is again, just going to take the back alleys to try and get home. Uh, does he get home safely? And that is where we are going to end this episode of Vox Noctis.